Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my boy, Lon. What's up, Nadia? How's it going, everybody? Oh, man, Lon. What's your reaction to yesterday's episode after that one-week hiatus? There was some entertaining parts. For the most part, it seemed like a filler episode to me. Like a slow burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some things like, who the fuck buys a $320 Christmas tree? No offense to anybody out there if y'all are balling, but I was like, $320 for a fucking tree? (laughs) Especially when you're broke. uh, Yeah, especially when you're broke. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to that because I know you have a lot to say about Tiffany and Ronald. Actually, I like the way Tiffany pronounced Ronald. Because she really emphasized the D at the end. I'm not sure if you guys noticed that. She always rolled it like Ronald. And <laughs> maybe it's just me, but I, I really like the way they call each other. Like, you know, Tiffany for him with his South African accent is Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah, and I just spit onto my mic. Yeah, <laughs> Tiffany. So anyway, shall we start with Jovi and Yara Lon? Yeah, let's do it. No secret. They're one of my favorite couples on the show. It was good. I thought it was good to see Jovi back and them joking around and being happy. I really like that. And with all the drama between all these couples, they continue to be one of the highlights of the show. Even when there is trouble between them, they it's cool to see them resolve it. And again, this was this was another bright spot where they were being reunited. They're happy to see each other whenever they had something to say about one another, it was really in a joking manner. And you could tell that, you know, they, that they missed each other and he was happy to be home, but very, very unhappy to be in the burbs. Yeah. According to Gwen, it's not bar room oriented. <laughs> right. right. Bar room. Oriented. Yeah. It's not close to a bar or a stripper club. You know, it's not like a five to 10 minutes walk to the downtown. So he's panicking. You can see from his eyes. He's like, where am I? Like, why, yeah. is, why are we in the woods? <laughs> in the woods. Yeah. And he and when he was like, I have a curfew now or whatever, that's a hard pill to swallow. The thing is, though, it's true, though, when she said, well, the baby has to go to bed anyway. Yeah. Like, was he expecting to have her do all the work again? Right. Like, were you expecting to be out at the bar later than that and to leave Yara home? Like, no. So in in that respect, it seems tough, but Yara is right. This is our life for the next how many years until, what's her name, Myla? Myla. Until Myla can take care of herself. Dude, that is your life. Yeah, and I think he understands it, but he doesn't quite get it. You are a dad now. Yeah. So Yara has a point. Why are we going to be out later than than 7 p.m.? He's like, what what time does a restaurant close? Six. And that's true. Napa is like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> when I went to Napa at night, I was like, yo, I thought Napa would be cracking, but it's not. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> not. Everything is closed hella early. And I just was thinking, wow, I just thought, you know, being that it's a touristy place, but it's not like that. And this is one of the towns or suburbs where everything probably closes early, but that shouldn't matter. But you could see his face. He was not happy <laughs> in that scene. Like he was hit pretty hard. Yeah. He did lose a lot of weight. Did you notice that? Lost a lot of weight and grew yeah. a lot of hair. <laughs> yeah. I kind of see it as he knows he's a dad, but he doesn't want to do dad things. It's he's true. still in yeah. that bachelor mentality. You know, yeah. he's still in party mode. He thinks that he deserves it because of, I'm guessing, because of his work, right? His true work also, takes him yeah. out for months or for weeks. And he's like, well, when I'm back, I want to catch up with my boys. I want to go out for drinks. I want to do my jovi things right i want to like right you know make it rain on a stripper <laughs> or whatever right <laughs> he's also aware that he has a wife and kid now but he's not ready right. to fully commit i hope that's just a phase for him and i hope that right. he's over it because like you said lon they're one of those genuine couples in my point of view they're still together you know nothing fake about them except for you know everything about yara's face but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, listeners. I'm not sure if you've seen that. That one's hard to believe. That one's hard to believe. It's amazing what dyeing your hair blonde can do because she looks totally different, right? She does not look like the same person. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, just Google Yara before because she had a lot of work done, which is why she's very forthcoming during the tell-all about making yourself happy by getting work done. So she obviously looks mega hot and... I mean, whatever it is, I hope that Jovi gets over his bachelor phase. Yeah. You know? So there's two transitions going on here, right? There's the transition from being a bachelor to to becoming a, a dad now. But then there's also that transition from city life to a much so, slower yep. suburban life. Yep. And that's what hit me when I moved from Seattle back home which was the Vacaville Fairfield area. You can go to like the local bar or whatever or Applebee's and hang out, but it's not as cracking, right? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the nightlife, it's not as cracking as like being in France, San Francisco or like Oakland or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, I'm still young and yeah, I'm like bachelor, quote unquote. But that transition also, even though I'm not a dad or whatever, that transition from going to the fast pace of the city where I can just, oh, after work, hey, let's go to happy hour. Yeah, you know, like, if I were to do that here in Fairfield, hey, where's the happy hour at? <laughs> Slim Pickens out here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so his, his life is going to slow down a lot. Well, it's going to pick up, but in a different way. Yeah, I remember when I was in my 20s, and yeah, I just want to go out after work. I want to socialize. So I totally understand where Jovi is coming from, especially for me personally. I come from Singapore where... There are a lot of supper clubs. There are a lot of bars that open late. So I know how that feels where you go from having an active social life, being in a hustle and bustle of the city to like the quiet suburb where everything ends at 7 p.m. It's a shock. It's a shock, yeah. But that's what you get for being a father, right? I'm not saying dads cannot have fun, but I'm just saying like, well, you also got to listen to your wife. I mean, she needs you. If she needs you to raise this kid with her, it is what it is, right, Jovi? So, <laughs> what do we have to say about Julia and Brendan 
and there are less than 10 acres space with no view and very little windows. I'm personally happy for them. I'm glad that Brendan as an adult male finally took the plunge to move out of his parents' farm. I just don't appreciate how his parents are guilt-tripping him for leaving them. And oh, saying, <laughs> right. And for saying stuff like, well, I guess it's back to what we've always done, which is, you know, we get to do all the work again. It's like, why about congratulating him and her for finding their own space? It, it is a milestone in someone's adult life. Right. You know, why you got to be so negative about it? I don't understand why, why the need to guilt trip Brandon, you know, why the need to coddle him? Why the need to like insist on that free labor that you've been getting? Yeah. To me, it was it was kind of funny, even though I was like, oh, why the guilt trip? But it was funny because it's the scene started off and it looked like they were almost happy. It looked like mm. they were like, oh, he's going to he's not going to like this and he's going to be he's going to be wishing, you know, it was almost as if they were really giddy about him moving. And then when they when they got the bomb dropped on him, like, nope we love this decision and we already signed the lease or whatever. It took the wind out of their sails. Mm. That's a, and it was like, yeah, it was so satisfying to see, but then, yeah, then because, you know, they had to lick their wounds. Then they're all like, cause it's just you and me again, but you know, well, we've done it before. And, and then all of a sudden they were like super bitter about it. And I was just like, Like critiquing every corner of the house or something like oh where are the windows where's the view i feel like the reason they're probably like living with their tail in between their legs is probably because they didn't expect brendan to actually venture out on his own yeah which goes to show that they have very little faith in him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not only him but how much he can afford or whether he can afford to move out i mean damn it's kind of harsh circling back to when you said like respecting his decision there's in so much denial that it was his decision hmm. that they blame it on julia yeah <laughs> you, you got that absurd. right yeah they were well, the dad said her getting in his ear <laughs> right the dad insists that oh it's not like brendan brendan's probably being manipulated by julia yeah <laughs> and, and then and then i think if you heard right after that julia kind of said during the one-on-one interview that you know, she's been doing this farm job for free for one year and she's glad that she's finally free from it. You kind of feel for her because for someone like her, who wants to work at their in-laws farm? Yeah. You know, like you don't come to the US wanting to work in someone's farm. Yeah. You know? I don't know why it's almost like Brendan's parents have blinders on or something. Like they can't see past that. They almost expect that Brandon will always be taking over the farm, doing all the work. He and whoever he marries will be taking over the family's farm or something. But what if your son doesn't want to do that? You know? Yeah. Doesn't make him bad. I mean, it's just not they a lot on his life. They don't want to do it. Right. Well, if they're they old. Did, they're yeah, they're, but they're much saying, older, though. Yeah. If they did, they wouldn't be trying to pass it off to their fucking. Your son and his wife. Yeah, I mean, if if you love it so much, then fucking like, (laughs) then keep doing it. They want to force people who don't want to do it to do it. Right. It seems like they want to keep the land, but they don't want to do the work. And they're also unwilling to pay for help. That's what it looks like. I'm sorry, but that's what it looks like. 
Yeah, spot on. So, there are a lot to say about the other couples, but I just want to quickly touch on Angie. Angie and my cow. I know we want to eventually stop talking about her because honestly, like... I, I, I liked know. it. I liked this scene. I don't have a lot to say about it, but <laughs> I just like how pissed off she got and how seemingly unaffected Michael <laughs> was at it this time. Like I zero fucks, right? He yeah, said, oh, fucks. oh, really? <laughs> Clap for yourself. <laughs> he just started laughing at her and it pissed her off even more. <laughs> when he said that, I immediately thought of the Nancy Pelosi clap on yeah. to like you know doing one of those like state of the union <laughs> yeah i was like good on you michael good on you but yeah w- once again i don't know if anyone listening to this is a fan of angela maybe you are i mean no no you know no shame on that you know you can like whoever you like you can be a fan of whoever you want to be a fan of but i just don't know how you how, i don't know how you would feel i mean Lon, especially this applies to you because you're american for someone to treat someone else, a foreigner, like shit, and then says things like, why? Because I'm American, land of the free, blah, blah, blah. It's like, man, if <laughs> I feel ashamed and I'm yeah. not even American, <laughs> you know, I'm like, why are you saying that? Like, why are you trying yeah. to imply? <laughs> why she are you speak for the rest of us? Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. She, <laughs> I hope not. But he's yeah, not the he, best example. She's not say. the best. Yeah, totally, totally. Because I'm still pissed at the fact that, you know, every time she FaceTimes Michael, right, she doesn't even let him get a word in. Mm-hmm. And then she started her whole barrage of, I'm lighting up because of you. I never smoked until you came yeah. into the picture. I'm like, yeah. you, didn't you say you smoked when, since you were very young? You yeah. confessed that to the doctor. Like, you smoked since you were very young. If this is pre-Michael so nothing is her fault right including her vices right right yeah <laughs> she even told her daughter that oh, see I'm smoking again because of him like no you're smoking because you like cigarettes yeah. <laughs> because that hypnotism session didn't work <laughs> stop blaming Michael like come on <laughs> man it's just it used to be implicit racism with her but now it's getting more and more explicit yeah, and I don't know how how much longer I can even stand to like watch her on TV, you know. And I hate it that she's part of the episode because it's like I cannot fast forward. <laughs> they won't let me fast forward her scenes, so I don't know. No, maybe it's, maybe it's the time when I take a bio break or something. <laughs> like, oh, Angela's on. All right, time to make dinner or something. Just in case you're not aware, Lon and our listeners, there's reports about Angela housing a sex offender in her house and that's in what? the form of her own daughter. So the reason why Angela is taking care of a lot of grandkids but there's only one daughter is because the other grandkids belong to the other daughter who's currently incarcerated for sexually abusing a minor. And Angela has a hand to play on that. I don't want to go into details because I feel like this is something y'all can Google. I can give you a hint. Go Google Angela sex offender screen rent because I think that's where the article is from. There's even receipts. So I'm not making this shit up. What? This is another reason y'all do not support Angela or 
to petition for TLC to like not feature her anymore on any spin-offs, whether it's on Discovery Plus or otherwise. Wow. Yeah, it's disgusting. I, I mean, already she's a disgusting person, but and I get it. It's her daughter. But Tam, your daughter is a sex offender. Yeah, that's craziness. So anyway, I'll leave it at that. I know this is not the best piece of news to to receive on a podcast. That, but that's the tea, folks. That's the WTFT. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to family Libby? <laughs> I kind of felt bad for Libby. Not Why? even kind of. I did. I did. Is that it because wasn't... she fucked up on the Airbnb's booking or something a f- else? So a, a fuck up. Uh, okay. I don't think she deserves the the shitty treatment that she gets. If obviously, you were lied to. So let's say you did your due diligence. So here, I'll just go ahead and say it. she did her due diligence, but she was lied to. Is that her fault? Like, it's not. I don't think I'm understanding. I, yeah. Right? Yeah, okay, I, I get think... it. She was the one that made the reservation. But she made it with all the information that was given to her, uh, which she trusted and which she believed to be true. Like she did her due diligence. It wasn't that she just decided to pick a place that she didn't do her homework or didn't research. She was told by the person, landowner or yeah, the, the host, whatever, the host, Airbnb host, yep. That there would be parking and stuff. Yep. And if she was lied to, that shouldn't be her fault. And yep. I understand everyone's you know, cooped up in this RV. Everyone's you know high tension, doesn't want to be around anybody. And maybe they just lost sight of that. This isn't really her fault. Yeah, she made the reservation, but should we fault her for what happened? And um, you know, maybe if, if things weren't so stressful, if things weren't so tense, if they hadn't been on the road for as long, if there weren't babies crying in the back the entire ride, maybe they would have had a cooler mind to say it's all right. Get on Airbnb, give the person a negative review, request a refund. We're just going to have to hightail it to the next available hotel 45 miles away. But instead, he started flipping his shit and being sexist. Don't leave a woman to do a man's job. And like, I hate that. I hate that. That's so dumb. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say as the luggage fell. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. So I didn't like that. You know, and again, it comes down to what you always mention about Andre not having her back. He's not ride or die for her, dude. As the husband, I would try to to shield her and protect her from that. I would start thinking in my head, everyone's going to fucking blame Libby. Yeah, I mean, and, and say, hey, like I and I would defend her. I'd be like, yo, that guy fucking lied to you. That's not your fault. Can somebody get on the phone and find a hotel? There were different ways he could have went with that. And instead he blames her for it. And he starts cussing and getting mad at her and then saying some sexist shit. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. So this was definitely for me, not a good look for Andre. I felt bad for Libby and he's one of those guys where it's hard to root for him. I want to, cause I don't like her family, but yeah. then he, he gets on his bullshit and I'm just like, it's hard to root for you, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. And I hear what you mean too, because when Libby's family gang up on Andre, I feel bad for Andre. But when Andre treats his wife like shit, I'm like, fuck, this guy deserve it. it. It's schizophrenic for me. It's such a schizophrenic situation, I want to say. It's like, you want to root for him, yet he's a douchebag to yeah. his wife, right? I have to say though, unpopular opinion, Libby 
blames the owner for not doing her own due diligence <laughs> because it probably didn't compute. I'm not saying that you know she's dumb or anything, but she probably like didn't realize that an RV requires special parking. Mm. And I would admit, I would make the same mistakes. And let's say for argument's sake that she did her research and she was lied to, okay? Let's use that, right? Let's say that's the truth. I still think that when you go on a road trip, especially for that long, yeah, it's like a mop at the back. You right? have to like, say, hey, is there RV specific parking or like confirm that there's RV parking? Yeah. I think you also have to use your Google Maps too, I feel, because RV parking is very specific. You cannot just street park it. It's, you right. know, it's against HOA laws and you have to find it almost like an RV park, you know? Yeah. The street parking too was was super. There was no way, even if there was a spot, yeah, on the side, there was no way it would still block it if you still like parked right the width of it. Yeah, you can. It would still be in the <laughs> inside I the mean, road. There are people in my neighborhood that has RV. Guess what? They can't just park in the street. I've seen some people right. parking in backyards. It's just so big. Yeah, you cannot just park it in the street. It's gonna block the way right rv is huge so yeah i think people suspect that she did not do her due diligence and she kind of blame it on the airbnb host and <laughs> it's easy to just blame it on someone that he told me yes <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> but okay fine you're being lied to um, that would have been me okay i'll just say it. i probably would have done the same i probably would have been like yeah and I would have been the dumb guy going, oh, yeah, they said yes. And my yeah. brothers would have been like, are you fucking dumb, dude? <laughs> dude, I would, like I said, I would fall for it. more than that. They're yeah. just, they're, try, they're trying to make a buck off you. Of course, they'll say yes. <laughs> exactly. I would totally fall for it too. So, I mean, I don't entirely blame maybe. <laughs> but, you know, she knows that she's probably going to get it from her family, which is why she's like, ah, you know, I, I did the research. You know, he just lied to me. Uh, anyway, aside from that, what do you think of the aunt? Well, her aunt, I guess, um, you know, is Chuck's sister. <laughs> do you think she was out of line or does she have the right to school uh, Andre and say, hey, STF used my house? Like, what do you think? Because I feel like when I read the forums and or when I go online and I try to look for people's reaction to this episode, like there are two sides of it, right? Some people are like, well... What the fuck is this aunt trying to like school Andre and yeah, you know, and then there are obviously the other side of it where like, wait, Andre is in someone's house. Who is he to like raise his voice and you know make his argument? Yeah. But at the same time, too, like if you ask Andre to STFU, why can't you ask Charlie to STFU as well? Because Charlie was the one that's kind of stoking the flame, right? Yeah. So so with the aunt, I saw it as relatives and family just sticking up for relatives and family so that wasn't a surprise when she was not treating both sides of the argument equally and and actually being biased and choosing a side and you know acting one way with Andre and acting differently with Chuck and the family what irked me it's a lot of this mentality that privileged people have is when they bring up the whole boots i call it the bootstrap bootstrappers mentality. oh my god yeah like oh, can we talk whoa. about that long i hope this next generation whatever you want to call them gen z uh, even millennials i guess i hope this is the generation that kind of crushed the whole like 
bootstrap situation. Yeah. By the way, folks, if you're not aware, and this is something I just learned, so I have a two days, years old type of moment lately, is that this whole five-day work week is started by Henry Ford because he wants people to go into the manufacturing plant to produce cars for him. I know this is so digressing. I'm so sorry. It's but relatable. Like, yeah, but that's the thing. Is like I don't like it when this whole hustle mentality and the whole bootstrapping culture is being perpetuated because not all of us are going to experience the same bootstrapping, not going to have the American dream that people are talking about, right? It may be easier back then, but right now, it's not like, you know, you as an immigrant can come here and immediately get a, a you know, a white collar job or a job that pays well, especially when you have a country that's very into the whole rugged individualism, you know? So anyway, this is a whole different topic, but sorry, Lon, continue about this whole bootstrap. Yeah, no, it's, it's relatable when it comes to things like labor and, and the work week, but the bootstrapping thing, right? One of my favorite things is there's a bar that Eminem, one of my favorite lyricists says, and I know he's controversial and problematic. Um, I still appreciate he does have clever lyrics. And, and one of them, he said, pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. Where the fuck are the boots? Right. You know, that means to say, you know, all these people who are like, oh, well, we came here and we did our thing without any assistance and blah, blah, blah. And we pulled ourselves up from the bootstraps. That saying is actually incorrect. If you do more research into it, it, it's being used incorrectly. But the point being is the people who most likely are saying, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and stuff are unaware of the advantages and the benefits that they've had to get started in the first right. place. And they're saying, we did this with nothing. No, you didn't, right? <laughs> there was government assistance there. Uh, times were different. For an immigrant to come to the United States and make nothing out of something is a lot different nowadays. And even a lot different probably from at the time the person who's telling them to do it had it, right? That just irks me when she started talking about that. Now, I will agree with the grandfather who was like, when you go into business with somebody, you don't just say, hey, give me money. You, you come with something. So I, I do understand that too. And the audacity right, mm -hmm. of Andre going, hey, let's go into a partnership. And you know, yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you know, on, on the same token, it was just a little bit of bootstrap mentality that was in there that just kind of irked me. I, I hate when that's brought up. Yeah. And, um, you know, for Andre coming here with nothing, marrying into their family and trying his best, I'm going to side with him on that. It's not the same as it was. And and I don't call them handouts, but there were definitely government programs in the beginning to help people out. There were laws that were created that disproportionately gave advantages to certain people <laughs> and certain classes, right? And immigrants coming into America are not given those same benefits, right? So it's, it's a different story, right, for Andre to come here as an immigrant and make something out of nothing than it is for other people to be like, oh, well, you know, I did it by myself. That's just not true. Yeah. I think his version of starting from the bottom is obviously different. And when he sees Andre trying to hustle his way up, he's like, wait a minute, why can't he start from the bottom like I did, even though that bottom isn't really the bottom. I'm pretty sure Ch Chuck gave Charlie 
a head start by being partners, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, he may be doing like menial tasks in the beginning. It, your dad gave you a job. How mm-hmm. many people can say that? Yeah. Chuck is her father, right? Libby's dad? Yeah. He kind of mentioned it. He kind of went in there and he said, but look, you helped me when I came here. And then and then you gave me the loan to do the thing. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, at least he knows that this just wasn't a like, yeah, I did it by myself kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Chuck, I wish he would grow his spine and like defend a little bit aggressively towards his own kids. Because if anything, the family business is started by him. And yeah, he was the one who's like putting up by the bootstrap. Whereas all the other kids was pretty much given to them, you know, this job, this family business, air quotes here. Just because Andre is starting from a different level, I don't know why they're hating on that. Mm. You know, because if Chuck agrees, I mean, I get it. It's a partnership. I would respect them more if they just said like, okay, we just hate it that he's getting it the easier way. Rather than going back and forth about, you're manipulating my dad. The guy agreed to give Andre the loan. Not that he's handing the money to him. It's more of like, you work for me and you earned from all the work that you're doing with me. And that's where you get your $100,000 or whatever. Right. And then you can branch off and do your own thing. So it's not like he's writing him a check. You know, I yeah. get it if the kids are angry at Andre, you know, if the dad were to write a check to him. But that didn't happen. That hasn't happened. So right. why the fuck? Anyway, yeah. it's probably stage, but we're just you so know, yeah. Out, Andre come off a better was story. like, he's damned either way, right? Yeah. If I were Andre, I would have been like, I didn't even want any of your fucking family business. I wanted to do my own thing, yeah. right? I just wanted a loan, and I would pay it back. Right. I just wanted a loan. Yeah. I would pay it back, but I wanted my own fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> it was your pops that was like, well, I will let you learn. You know what yeah, I mean, and then when you when you start getting better and you learn the business, you can't just jump into your thing. Once you start, and that was the father's offer. Andre yeah. didn't want any of that. Andre was just like, "Yo, I want to do my own thing. I want to make this business. Can you loan me this money?" Which right. was itself pretty audacious, right? And yeah. I understand that I can't just give you a six figure loan. Like, how do I know I'll get my return on investment back? So, like, I get that. That's the predicament we're in. But you know, to Andre's credit. He didn't want any of this shit. Yeah, he didn't want to work with any he of the He just wanted kids. his own business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Trying was... to get in on the family, but no, he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want any of it. I think what doesn't help Andre in this case is that he made Chuck pay for their second wedding. And I think people are still hung up over that. Mm. So I can see why they were making a huge fuss about it. They're like, oh, yeah, he's manipulating my dad. He's trying to get money from us. He's trying to get into the family business without working his way up. It's like, I can see why he had a case. You know, mm-hmm. he has a case with them and they're rinse repeating that. And I just don't know how long they're going to use that same formula because I know they're probably trying to get their own spinoff. Yeah. Anyway. And. How about Aswelu uh, revealing his family planning with a stranger at a car dealership? <laughs> so, one, before we get into that, that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. Why are you even thinking about more kids when you're not taking care of the kids you already have? You know, that's... Yeah. Kalani's already asking you, hey, can you help me out with, with the kids? Maybe she would be more receptive to this 
idea if you were helping out a lot more, right? And this mm-hmm. wasn't as difficult a job for a mother to have to do. So like, why are you even thinking about that? He's thinking way too ahead. He's, he's like, well, we're going to have a family that we can fit in a, in a van. Why? You're not, you, don't, you can barely take care of the ones you have. You can barely help your wife with the ones you have. Where is this idea that you can, you know what I mean? Where is this, yeah. where is this coming from? That part already was like irking me. Like, dude, do you just think you can pop out babies and the money's going to come out of the sky? Like, or that you're going to change overnight and you're going to be a better dad to your children? And I know he's trying, but like, <laughs> I'm but like, the, what the fuck are you thinking, man? I think the economics of having kids hasn't sunken into him because he doesn't get it. He doesn't right. get it. Yeah. I get it. You come from a large family, but that doesn't mean you need to have a large family of your own because mm. it is expensive to have kids nowadays. You cannot just pop them out without thinking of clothing them, feeding them, putting them through school, putting them through college, and whatever else that comes in between. And I think he hasn't gotten that down. No. But and what like- worries me more is how the fuck are they getting that used car when neither of them is working? I mean, does that mean TLC money is really that good? Yeah, I didn't quite get it. I guess he needs it for work. What was, he needs it what for ride sharing. So I think he drives an Uber. Ah, uh, okay, right. So, which is why, like, you don't need a big car for Uber, right? Even the dealer, the guy at the car you dealership, want something like one of those guys. Yeah, it's on that like, side of not, the lot. You don't want a gas guzzler. You want something that has small bang for your buck in terms of mileage per, you know, gallon. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> She's so super patient. Even when she told the car salesman to take a hike, one, she'd had every, every right to lose her shit and she didn't. Mm-hmm. She just was like, what the hell is, what are you talking about? <laughs> why did, yeah. why, did you talk to me about this? And then she like eased up a bit and maybe it's because of that whole retreat that they went to, that couples thing and things are getting better. But she was still super patient. The thing that caught my attention though was even during the interview parts where they're talking and stuff, he still seems very juvenile. She has to appeal. And I know it happens between regular couples too, but on this, it was just, just to remind like, him about the boobs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like that's what you got to appeal to. Not his, not his familiar responsibility or his, his common financial sense. responsibility or his common sense. You have to turn his attention to sex. It's just so juvenile. Like, don't you want your boobs back? And okay. That's funny. But is that, <laughs> Are you talking to a 12-year-old? <laughs> I don't Elon, get that. This is where I feel like Kalani knows he's on the spectrum and she switches the way she talks to him in a manner that only he understands. That's understandable for him, right? Yeah. And I think she probably knows it deep down. She probably knows. That's the reason why she brought it up. She's like, this guy's priorities is boobs. So right. I got to talk to him in boob language. In boob language. <laughs> you know? Like, okay, if we have kids, that's one less boobs for you. You know yeah. what you're going to do now? And he's like, oh, <laughs> now it makes sense. I have less boobs to fuck. Okay, right. so... <laughs> it's sad when it's like that. But I mean, like, I think it he, is, he suspected though. before, though. Like, he might be on the spectrum. And, and again, it might also be that village mentality because look what happened. His mom said the most ridiculous thing that you could ever say during modern times. Oh, she didn't want to have kids, but that's her job. Yeah. Like, what? Again, like, it doesn't compute. I get it. People used to have big families. It was cheaper back then. Inflation Mm -hmm. rate wasn't that crazy. 
gas wasn't like four dollars <laughs> and in Samoa too I think in Samoa it's, yeah it's like yeah. people fish it's still like substance farming or whatever you call it right I'm sorry I might have misused that word but we get it it was a village mentality that's my parents generation too you know my grandparents generation where you have people supporting each other the thing is Manny my fiance and I we were talking about this too we were like why do people have large family without knowing the consequences or the responsibilities that come with raising a large family. And I was telling him that times are different back then. My grandma had, I don't know, I I kind of lost count, but probably about 11 kids. And one of it, she delegated his upbringing to someone else. She outsourced one of my uncles to another family friend. And and that's common. That's common. right. Right now, if you tell someone that, they'll be like, oh, you're bad mom you're a bad parent you're no good parent you shouldn't have kids in the first place guess what back then it's so common because everyone's popping out babies Mm. i guess everyone couldn't afford condoms too or didn't know about birth control (laughs) but it's so common because people feed each other they share food they share everything they even share it takes a village it takes a village right that's That's where the the era that sarian comes from yeah (laughs) yeah it takes a village to raise a kid it literally did yeah. So I think Aswelu and his mom needs to get out of that mentality. But I'm not sure. I could surprised barely that... watch the scene with his mom. I could barely watch that. I know, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of used cars, did you know that prices of used cars have gone up significantly during the pandemic? So again, I don't know how they were able to afford it, but TLC money must be really good. So used wow. cars, timber, obviously. They're in short supply, so the prices of are going way up. That's a PSA yeah, for y'all looking for used cars. Shall we move on to Big Mike and Natalie? They're so over each other. <laughs> hey, Lon, so I, have, I have news for you, though. I have news for you. Uh? There's reports that they're back together. What? Why? So what? Here, here's how some of those reports came about. So apparently during 4th of July, Mike has pictures of Uncle Bo on his social media account. Guess who else has the same picture of Uncle Bo on the same backdrop? Yeah. Natalie does, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they kind of suspect that. They're together again. They are together again. Well, so. maybe they're better friends than they are lovers. I yeah, don't that could be it too. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not discounting that, but I'm I'm also I I'm also suspicious because a lot of things are staged. So I wonder if their so-called separation or divorce is also staged because mm. maybe she wants to continue with TLC, but you know there's like not much options, and maybe Mike is like I don't want to do TLC anymore. You can go on join the single life or whatever, you know, and maybe or they have an agreement. Good, and they're just fuck buddies, <laughs> you know. That- do I mean, yeah, can't discount that either. I can't stand to be married with you, but you mind if we hook up on the 4th of July? That would be <laughs> cool, right? <laughs> yeah, over fireworks and barbecue. <laughs> Why not? He just seemed so over her. And then the way she was talking to him, bossing him around. I mean, there were times when she'd fit in a please and a thank you. But she's like, I'm going to need potatoes with butter and butter. cream or whatever. I don't know yeah. what the fuck she's saying. But like, it, he I was just that, so like over it. Like, <laughs> I heard that combination and I was looking at Manny and what is she eating? Boiled potatoes? 
And apparently, if you guys watch Pillow Talk, Stepanko mentioned to her mom casually before that scene came on that if she had surgery, the one thing she would be craving is potatoes. And then when she found out that Natalie asked for potatoes, she was like, yeah. ah, man, Eastern European, you know? Yeah. Like, so <laughs> it must be a thing. I, must be a thing, yeah. Right. Maybe there's some secret to it that we don't know. So I just want to say, first and foremost, uh, I apologize for alluding that Natalie might have a nose job. It looks like she didn't. Before this episode came about, people have been mocking her for supposedly having a nose job but mm-hmm. having the nose look the same and they're like why are you having a nose job and your nose still look the same so apparently it is an actual sinus surgery right health condition she had <laughs> health condition so probably covered by insurance obviously but it doesn't seem like she had a nose job but that doesn't mean she didn't have any other work done <laughs> anyway that's besides the point i think People suspect that this whole thing was staged because of the way the truck was parked before and after. And also because people are like, okay, if Natalie ghosted Mike, and if she's that delirious from all the anesthesia and whatever, right? Like she was pretty loopy. Is she thinking of driving herself back? Because how the fuck, you guys? (laughs) No, no, yeah, that's... That's all I really have to say for Mike and Natalie. I'm still shocked. You know, there are are suspicions that they're back together. Because for me, this episode (laughs) was just more concrete proof about how over Mike is over her shit (laughs) and how like over she is about him. Like she tried to slam the door as he left after he like did something kind. Oh, yeah, yeah. She just like reached over and she tried to close it. I'm like, dude. Yeah. What? Like, you should go over each other. I, and he I, was trying to be nice. Yeah, he was so patient. Yeah. He was so patient. He's another one that's like, you want to root for him, but then you also feel like he could treat her better. But then yeah. she's also kind of very loopy. I don't understand. Love, can you turn your head and you see a bag? Take the big bag. And it's like, yeah. Oh, why are you? Never so- mind that anymore. Yeah. Go in the kitchen. <laughs> Being so melodramatic for what? (laughs) Anyway. Uh, I'm glad that she can feel smell again. Yeah. Oh, I should use that as my intro. I know. I wrote (laughs) it down and I'm like, oh, that's a good intro. That's a good one. All right. Last couple. Tiffany and Ronald. He's manipulative. I don't like him. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, the fact that he walked away from that dinner man you didn't want to pay for it just say it come on man <laughs> i didn't even <laughs> think of it ass. that way but that's funny yeah <laughs> probably he was like well fuck like i just spent all this money on christmas man she <laughs> I ordered two leave. drinks <laughs> <laughs> i gotta pay for two drinks come on man oh man i i kind of understood it i kind of understood the christmas shopping part um do you do it- it's $706. I calculated. I did the conversion. It's $706 worth of Christmas decoration. Yeah. I think the bill was pretty exorbitant. Mm. I think it was still a lot and I think it was irresponsible. Mm. But also I've been in that position where money was not an issue to me. It doesn't matter if I'm going to put this on credit and spend a year um, paying it down in increments. I'm going to spend what it takes. So I understand that call it pride, ego, 
or this idea that he's the man of the house. But I've been there. Let's just say I've been there where, you know what, charge it to the game. You know, I'm putting this on the plastic, buddy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> whatever it costs, put it on there. Like, I'm, I'll pay it off. So I know that part. And for me, at the time, it, it was ego, uh, you know, but I wasn't going to let money become an impediment to the goal. Mm-hmm. Goals in sight. And if it's going to cost this much, uh, it's just going to have to be worth it because I'm not going to let money be the stopping factor. It can right. be XYZ, but it's not going to be money. Mm. Put that shit on my card. <laughs> Charge it to the game, you know? Yeah. No one's stopping Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Christmas. Apparently, I guess that's a very important holiday for him. So if this was just us watching them do Christmas shopping, and not the grocery shopping prior to that, I think would be like, okay, it is expensive, but it's Christmas. Mm. And we see that as two parents wanting to appease the kids, right? They want to make... Hell though, 600 on just the... That doesn't even include gifts, the Christmas gifts. Yeah. This is all just decorations and and the tree. (laughs) Yeah. I can see why you're now saying that Ronald is manipulative because he's taking them out. We don't see him foot the bill. He overspends on groceries, on things that it's not necessary. And now it's like a $700 worth of Christmas decoration. It's so wasteful. Yeah. And then for him to... Let me clarify. I'm sorry. The manipulation, and she saw it already, was, okay, I'm going to get to the kid. And then I'm going to use the kid against her. Uh, was, yes, yes, was yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't clarify that, but yeah. just wanted to put that out there. For no, me. I think uh, the internet agrees with you, Lon. A lot of people already sees right through him. The game here is to make Daniel want to stay. And so Tiffany will have very little choice but to stay. And what does that involve? Well, to make him feel like home and having his own room and having this extravagant Christmas at home. So now she's like, damn, you know, I spent like $700 worth of Christmas decor. I might as well stay. That's very manipulative, especially given the fact that he hasn't put a bill. He walked away during dinner Mm -hmm. and he walked away over a very petty thing. Like, so what if your wife talks to your mom? I mean, what do you expect? Why are they going to talk? Communicate. And yeah, he pointed that out already, and you'd think he'd get the hint, but yeah. instead he proved to her that he still doesn't know how to communicate. And he said communication is the key. As he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Anyway, not a fan of Ronald, but I also have seen headlines from people saying that Ronald is the only one carrying the series right now. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know why, but I guess he's such a hot mess that they think that his storyline, I mean, the whole scene with him and Tiffany, they're different from all the other trashiness that comes from the other couple. Like, I thought maybe people would say, well, Andre and family Bibi are yeah. carrying the series, but apparently Ronald, uh, a lot of people have this consensus that Ronald is the one that's been... Huh. I'm yeah. starting to view it through different eyes now that you bring that up. When I'm watching it while it's airing, I'm not as interested. But now that you mentioned that, now I'm like in retrospect, I'm looking back and going, yeah, in all actuality, they're dealing with some real shit here. So yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah. 
the drama I would say is for real, like money problems, his spending habits, the way they communicate, specifically how he's unable to communicate. But I also think too, and when I put myself in his shoes, the manipulation aside, I can see where she's like, be better. And then he tries. And just because the mom was there, she goes, oh, he's fucking doing it because the mom is there. Mm-hmm. Did you want me to be a jerk in front of my mom? Or do you want me to take your feedback? Do it. Do you see what I mean? So mm-hmm. it might not have been because the mom was there. That that might have just been the timing of it. That might have mm-hmm. been him going, well, she's asking me to, to be a lot better. So I'm going to be better. And then at dinner, she's like, so because your mom was here, right? I'd be like, the f- what do you what do you want from me, girl? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, did you not just tell me yesterday to be better and then I'm better? And then you're like, well, it's because your mom was here. Yeah. I'll be, like, be so defeated. Like, you can go fuck off. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so I understood that. I was like, okay, I can kind of see his frustration here. You're always going to have something. I'm never going to be good enough. Right. So That's why he that. calls her difficult. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can see his way too because when she said, oh, well, he has to take more effort from you. And I can see how he, he received that. And he's like, I am putting in all the effort. Yeah. Is it not good enough for you? So I can see how he became defensive. Yeah. He shut down after he, that. Yeah. It didn't matter what she said after. He was just like yeah. sulking the entire dinner. I think that came from Tiffany. It's not about the quantity of the effort. It's the quality of the effort. Because in his mind, he's doing all this other stuff, right? But what she really needs from him is all this other, maybe simpler or maybe more parental stuff like changing the diapers, Mm -hmm. letting her take naps, taking care of the kids, not giving your kids a plastic bag, (laughs) maybe cooking once in a while. So that kind of stuff, whereas he's like, well, I'm being a good parent. I took us to the elephant century. I built my son a room. In like in his mind, he's like, I'm doing all this, 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 and it's still not good enough for you. That's why I think like that's the breakdown in the sense that Tiffany wants this things checked off her list, whereas Ronald obviously has his own set of priorities where he thinks he's being a, a great dad and a great husband as well. So they should both just sit down and read the love language, love language. languages, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of couples on here that if they just understood maybe what the partner wanted, and if the partner understood that what the partner was giving was also love, right? Mm-hmm. But just in a different language, yeah. Yeah. as we know, <laughs> yeah. maybe they could get on the same page about it. Because that conversation could have went different. She could have said, well, you only do it when your mom's around. And he could have said, well, no, I took what you said to heart and I listened and yeah like my mom was here but moving forward I can prove to you that when she's gone I'll continue to do the same things there's just so much right that that could have been said that wasn't and instead Mm -hmm. he got defensive because he has poor communication skills he got defensive he shut up and all he wanted was an apology from her when he, he could have defended himself better and in a way that was constructive for her to kind of just ease off a bit yeah he also has that chauvinist mentality where in his mind he's the man of the house man of the house (laughs) the phrase of the episode right but (laughs) bruh who's paying for all these things yeah it's her she's calling the like i've been doing all this shit you know myself like i'm a man of the man of my own exactly i'm wearing the pants in the house you're just (laughs) you're just caliphate 
All right, Lon. So we've come to the end. And as usual, let's wrap up with our WTF moment. For me, it was definitely Asuelu wanting more kids. I don't get it. You see how difficult it was. It was very difficult when the news that she was pregnant with another kid. Like, you couldn't tell that she was already tripping. Like, what what are we going to fucking do? And then, you know, to drop it in the middle of a car sale, you're just like, yeah, we're going to have a pretty big ass family and we're going to get this van for it. (laughs) Wait a minute. You know, and then and she entertained him. Well, how many are you planning to have? What do you say, seven or some? Yeah, seven. I forgot. <laughs> it was seven, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm not gonna what? do that." <laughs> what? You want nah. like bigger than a basketball team? Yeah. Like, come on, man, <laughs> stop it. Five or something, like yeah. seven. Come on, miss me with that bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> which is why, like, I'm hoping science would be so advanced that men like him can carry a baby, and then they'll know. And but it's like, oh yeah she brought that that's a whole nother yeah. story yeah and she's yeah. like oh well, you try carrying one and he's like i i think i could or something yeah he's saying like he's so confident <laughs> he's like i could you know? yeah i could <laughs> all right well for me it would be <laughs> it would be natalie's concoction <laughs> oh the <you>? potatoes <laughs> the po- boiled potatoes with sugar mushroom and the mushrooms looked good <laughs> Yeah, and a uh, pickle. pickle. Was there a pickle on there too? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was like, what the? F- <laughs> what? Anyway. Uh, what was on the potatoes though? I thought there was more. I thought it was just potatoes. boiled potatoes and you put all those stuff on top. On but, top of it. Yeah, but it just looks like it's all meshed together. But I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. But it could be some sort of delicacy. Uh, speaking of delicacy, I think something that we're going to look forward to next week with mm-hmm. uh, Yara's dinner. Right. So anyway. And a bathtub you- scene with Angela. Am I seeing that right? Or Yeah. She's trying to rekindle <laughs> the romance between her and Michael. But whatever, dude. Oh, is it going to be a hot tub stream? Yeah. yeah Somebody yeah. call Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, all right, Lon. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also donate to our Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. You can catch me on Instagram at lon underscore like underscore lawn that's l-a-n underscore like underscore l-a-w-n-w-n or on facebook at italics plays i do live streams every weekend that's i-i-t-a-l-i-x-p-l-a-y-s we love our listeners till next time thank you everyone (laughs) 